You're tuning in to Sounding Out to the Nations. This is Evangelist Ronnie Casillas. I'm so glad that you're listening today to this podcast, this program. Uh, We sound out the word of the Lord to the nations of the earth, not just by podcast, but also we travel to other nations, ministering in conferences and crusades and revivals. And I've seen so many miracles and signs and wonders manifest. Uh, I was in Mexico one time and I was ministering at the altar and uh, there was this man that was on one end of the altar and and he um, said to me, he said, my need is my ankle. He says, I broke my ankle about about three years ago and he said, I had to reset and and then had to go back and have surgery done on it. The doctor said that I would need that to walk again without crutches. And so uh, he um, was prayed for there at the altar. And while I was praying for him, I heard a whole lot of commotion taking place on the other side of the altar. There was a man that was yelling and shouting and praising God and thanking him. And I, I stopped what I was doing. I said, what's going on over there on the other side of the altar? And uh, this man says, look, he says, just yesterday, he says, they uh, operated on my my uh, my arm. He says, I had I had cut my arm so deep uh, that you could see the 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 bone uh, in the cut. And he says, so they operated on me. They had to operate on me. They stitched me up. And he said that way both sides of the cut would hold together. It was so deep and so wide that that was the only course they could take. And so he said, while you were praying for that man over there, he says, I felt something underneath my bandage. And I say, he said, I feel a tingling and, and a good, great sensation there. I believe the Lord is touching me. And he began to pull off his bandage and I said for a moment I said no stop don't do that but he said no I felt something happen he pulled off his bandage and the stitches fell to the ground in front of him and he said I knew God had healed me when you started praying for that man God healed my arm and he says I'm healed and he showed me his arm it was healed it was it was just healed that's all I can say um, but God is a God of miracles. In fact, I often make the statement that his name shall be called Wonderful from Isaiah. Wonderful, Consular, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. That word wonderful means exactly that. It means full of wonders, signs and wonders. He's a God of miracles. And so today I want to share a message that I've titled, Pressing through to your miracle. James chapter 5 verse 16. uh, The last part of it says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three and a half years. And he prayed again, and he and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. See, we're going to talk today about healing. We're going to talk today about prayer. Um, but we're going to talk about pressing through to your miracle. That's the title of my podcast today. 
never before, never has there been a time so glorious for the church. You see, the opportunities of the church were never so glorious. The need for the work of the church was never so urgent. The crisis is momentous, and the church staggers helplessly in the midst of it all. When the ancient church reproached God with sleeping at the post of duty, God charged his people with being staggering drunk. The church knows perfectly well what is the matter. The church knows why we are stagnant. The church knows why there is not a, a, a great harvest being brought into the, to the kingdom of God. The church knows that. And it's because we're not praying uh, by, by the leading of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. The church still has a theology of the Holy Spirit. But the church has no living encounters of His presence and power. It's all word and not, not action. And so theology without experience is like faith without works. It is dead. God seeks men. He wants men. He needs men. He dwells in men. Emmanuel is the first word and the last word of the gospel of grace. In a powerful plea for the life of prayer, E.M. Bounds says, God's plan is to make much of the man, for more of him than of anything else, far more of him than of anything else. Men are God's methods. The church is looking for better methods but God is looking for better men. Isn't that a great quote, quote from Ian e. Bounds? See, God has staked his kingdom on men. He has entrusted his gospel to men. He has given his spirit to men. The church is looking for new methods, new plans, new buildings, new organizations. But the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect towards him. The Holy Ghost does not come upon methods, but upon men. He does not anoint machinery, but men. He does not work through organizations, but through men. He does not dwell in buildings, but in men. He indwells the body of Christ. He directs its activities. He distributes its forces and strength and giftings. He empowers its members Full of grace and glory does he empower us. Full of the power of God. Full of the giftings of God and the purposes of God. You see, our God is a God of abundance. Elijah's name means Yahweh is God. This name de describes perfectly the ministry of Elijah. Here was a man of miracles. Here was a man who displayed the mighty works of God. Here was a man who took a stand for God. Ahab and Jezebel... They had allowed all kinds of evil in the land during that time. Three and a half years, God allowed a drought to cover the land. God allows your lack, folks, to get you back on track. I said, God allows your lack to get you back on track. And Elijah showed up at Zarephath, and he meets a widow there, a poor widow at that God supernaturally supplied for Elijah through the widow's miracle provision. From a handful of meal, 
or flour to a barrel that would not empty. How many of you know we serve a God of miracles? From a few drops of oil to a container that ran not dry. And so constantly we see miracles in the life of Elijah. And three attitudes existed in Elijah. The three attitudes we need to receive our miracle today. Pressing through to our miracle. The first attitude that is needed is a sense of expectation. In 1 Kings 18.41, Scripture says, And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up and drink, for there is a sound of the abundance of rain. During seasons of lack and uncertainty and drought, there was this sense in Elijah that God takes care of his own. Matthew 7.11 says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good gifts to them that ask him? It was the word of the Lord that stirred up expectancy in the life of Elijah. You see in 1 Kings 18, 18 and 1, says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord, the voice of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. So he heard the sound of the abundance of rain. There was a stirring taking place in the inner man of Elijah. God wants to lift your lid on your expectancy. God wants you to believe that all the promises of God are yes and amen in Christ. God wants you to believe that greater works than these shall you do in my name, as Jesus said. God wants you to believe that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And according to verse 43, there was no visible sound of a storm approaching. There was not a rumbling of thunder. There was no sign of a tornado on the horizon. Elijah was standing on the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so Elijah said, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Elijah had a sense of expectancy. The second attitude we need to receive our miracle is the spirit of intercession. In James 5.16, again, it says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elijah was a man subject to like passions as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit. Elijah understood God is a prayer answering God. I said he understood that God is a prayer answering God. If you want to see God's move, you must pray like a man or a woman from another world because you are from another world. You're not of this world, but you're from a heavenly world, a spiritual world. It's called the kingdom of God. If you are to have a move of God in your hearts, in your lives, in your church, in your community, and in your city, uh, sometimes you're going to have to pray for something even though it is not promised, even though God wants to give it to you. Verse 1, It came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. James said, The effectual fervent prayer availeth much. The word effectual uh, comes from the word energeal. Uh, where we get the word energy from. These were not mamby-bamby prayers we're talking about here today. These are not prayers over a meal. 
when you say rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. His was a life energized by prayer. Such was the prayer of Jesus. When Jesus came to ransom, revitalize, restore, rejuvenate, and redeem, redeem a, a dying, diseased, destitute humanity, he did it with a gleam of the glory of the power of God, which was pulled off through a life of energized prayer. Elijah's life was a life energized by prayer. His prayer was aggressive. It was full of energy. When was the last time you prayed like this? Elijah prayed and then sent out his servant seven times. Seven times did he send out his servant. And he said to him, he said, Go and check to see if a storm is approaching. The servant came back the first time and he says, The sky is clear. There's no rain in the horizon. He sent out a second time. Comes back the second time. He says, Nope. No rain on the horizon. Keep praying, Elijah. So Elijah kept praying. The third time he sent him out, he comes back and he says, No, there's still nothing in the horizon. There's nothing before my eyes by which I can set an anchor and say I'm going to hold this as my, my anchor of faith and I'm going to believe God. No, he couldn't see any evidence of, of Elijah's prayer being answered. Well, the seventh time he comes back and he says a little cloud can be seen just in the horizon, way out there in the horizon. Just a little cloud can be seen in the horizon. In fact, it was smaller than, than the servant's fist. Uh, it was very little, a little cloud. How many know that's all God needs? He needs a little cloud, a little flower, a little oil, a little faith. God heard Elijah's prayer. God heard his prayer and he sent rain. So there's three attitudes. The first attitude is a sense of expectation. The second attitude is a spirit of intercession. And the third is the responsibility of taking a stand. Chapter 18 of 1 Kings. 1 Kings 18 verse 18 says, And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that you have forsaken the commandment of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Elijah, of course, was talking um, to the unholy alliances that Rahab and Ahab had. And so... Uh, First Kings or Jezebel and, and Ahab had. Sometimes there are things that hinder the blessings of God. Elijah confronted the prophets of Baal as well. You see, unholy alliances must be severed. He took a stand against Ahab and Jezebel and now he takes a stand against Baal himself we, and his prophets. And we must have aggression of heart in this area of taking a stand against the ungodly we should sing Popeye's song I can't stand it no more that's what he used to sing in that old animated cartoon he says I can't stand it no more uncaring indecision was confronted the people were wishy-washy between the prophets of Baal and uh, whether the Baal was their God or or the God of Israel would be their God and on fire one day, while cold the next day. How many of you live a roller coaster life? 
for Jesus Christ. Those are the kind of people that that Elijah confronted on that day, on fire one day while cold the next day. He says, how long will you teeter-totter between two opinions in verse 21? God wants to keep us on fire, folks. God wants us to stir up the giftings and the callings in our lives so that we can be on fire all the days of our lives, so that we can turn it up a notch every single day, so that we can be uh, powerful children of the living God. And so unrighteous influences were cut off off of the life of Elijah. Jezebel threatened to have Elijah killed, and he ran for his life. One moment he was a hero, the next a hoax. The devil has a plan to make Christianity a minority upon this world. And so as we heard or head towards the second coming of the Lord, we must take a stand. Um, we must be decisive, folks. I heard a story about a New York family that bought a ranch. And that ranch had no name. It had no name. They had they had uh, bought the ranch out west, and they intended to raise cattle. And friends visited and asked if the ranch had a name. Well, said the would-be cattleman, I wanted to name it the Bar J. My wife favored Susie Q. One son liked the name Flying W, and the other wanted the Lazy Y. So we're calling it the Bar J, Susie Q, Flying W, Lazy Y uh, Ranch. And so his friends asked then, but where are all your cattle? And he says to him, he says, well, none survived the branding. It was too long of a name and too big of a, uh, the, the branding would be such a severe burn on the cow that it killed them. And so uh, that's what this attitude of indecisiveness does. It causes us to be defeated. And more and more Elijah's and John the Baptist will be seen in these last days that will take a stand and pray used of God to usher in the kingdom. I remember when I was in uh, Malaysia, I shared a message on healing and and this man was brought up to the altar that was blind. He was totally blind in his eyes. And, and I remember that day, I sensed the Spirit of the Lord say to me, cast out the spirit of blindness from this man. And I said, Lord, but he's a believer. He says, do it. And so I took authority over that spirit. I bound that spirit. I commanded it to leave this Christian man, and he was healed. That moment he was healed. Instantly he was healed. He walked out of there with full vision in both eyes, and um, God had, had touched him. And But I was decisive. Once I spoke, uh, I had already processed my thoughts in my mind, my struggles and my fears of not... Uh, being effective and once I spoke with my mouth that very moment I was decisive as I could be I cast the devil out of this man I took authority over the spirit of blindness and his eyes were open and he was able to see uh, and I'm so glad we serve a miracle working God now that might not fit with your theology um, some people just cannot believe that the devil can oppress or or make an impression upon a Christian. But I'm here to tell you I've seen it with my eyes as I took authority over that, that spirit that was upon that man. 
His eyes were healed. And so, do you want to be used of God for signs and wonders? Then pray the price. You have to pray the price. You have to be willing to take a stand against the enemy. When God quickens your mind and your heart, and He will quicken your mind and your heart, He will speak to your life. If you're a man or a woman of prayer, uh, God will speak to your life, and you will even hear His voice. And you'll, it'll be clear as can be, it's time to move, says the Lord. And so uh, these three attitudes seen in Elijah will have to be part of our spiritual DNA if signs and wonders are to follow. If we are to see miracles working in us and among us, we must have the ad- attitude of expectancy, the attitude of intercession, and an attitude that takes a stand against the enemy and all his children. We must do that. Let's pray today. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, for miracles, signs, and wonders. We thank you for the listeners, O God, to this program, Lord, of sounding out to the nations of the earth. Lord, our our desire today and our prayer is that you would fulfill the word of God that says, Ask of me and I will give you the nations as an inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth as thy possession. We call upon you to reach nations today, that souls would be saved, that lives would be transformed, that hearts would be mended, Lord, in Jesus' name, throughout the entire world. We lift up every church in every nation, O God, that it would be strengthened, And that the miracle working power of Jesus Christ would be released in every single church, in every service, in every believer. Lord God, that every believer would learn and walk in the promises of God, pressing through to their miracle once and for all. And Lord, we pray for blind eyes to be healed, for the deaf ears to be opened. Lord God, for the paralyzed to be healed. We pray for those with cancer, diabetes, and heart disease to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. We bind and curse every sickness, every disease, every um, uh, deformity right now in the name of Jesus. We take authority over every single body of every single Christian and we command it to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we press through to our miracles right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you. Amen and amen. Now, I encourage you to continue to tune in to Sounding Out to the Nations. It is our pleasure to share the word of the Lord. And our our goal is to share uh, an inspiring message that will cause your faith to rise up to receive miracles and signs and wonders, to activate you into the ministry, and to get you to go out into the highways to uh, compel people to come into the kingdom of God. That's our prayer for you. So tune in with us. If you'd like to make a small donation, you may do that at our website, www.rfm1.com. Again, that's rfm1.com. You've been listening to Sounding Out to the Nations. God bless each and every one of you.